Are you ready to stop telling yourself all the things you're not and see all the ways you already are who you one day hope to be? In this space, there's no more waiting for things to change. We tap into powerful decision-making to create exactly what we want for ourselves in our lives at home. Deciding that you're a good mum as defined by you is where we start. I'm Jo and I'll be sharing how I replace being busy trying to prove all the things with getting giddy about all that's possible for me as a stay-at-home mum of three. Hello and welcome to episode nine of Stay at Full Motherhood. Today we're going to be talking about whether you are living by your to-do list and how to live for what you love instead. So my days were definitely dictated by my to-do list for my first seven years as a stay-at-home mum. I ran my life by it. It was the reason I got up in the morning to start ticking things off. And it was the reason I went to bed. And also, unfortunately, it was the reason I often stayed awake at night too, thinking and worrying about all the things I hadn't managed to get done and how on earth I was going to get everything done tomorrow. I truly felt like this was just the way it had to be for any stay-at-home mum until I read this quote by Glennon Doyle and decided I wanted to make a change. So she writes, Something's off about my life. I feel restless and frustrated. I have this hunch that everything was supposed to be more beautiful than this. So when I read that quote, I really thought... This can't be what having kids is all about, just doing, doing, doing all day long. Even the park had become a thing on my list. I was taking my daughters there so that they got their fresh air and exercise in. And by this point, anyway, my to-do list was so long that I had no idea what was really on it at all. I kept it on my notes app in my phone and I just kept adding the important things to the top and getting those ticked off, at least... And I realised that I really didn't need the list at all. If the things lower down the list were never getting done and the things at the top were always getting done and the things in the middle were just stressing me out for not being done and getting added to the next day's tasks and then the next, then what was the purpose of my list at all? I decided to trust my brain to remember the things that were important to me. So my appointments were anywhere on my calendar so I didn't have to worry about those. And I trusted that the things that were not so important to me, like the cleaning or other chores or errands, would somehow get done because I would see what we didn't have in the house or what needed doing anyway. So now I no longer have a to-do list and that works very well for me. My thoughts about that list had only ever created stress and the pressure to perform to certain standards that I honestly had no idea where they'd come from in the first place. And at the end of the day, actually had nothing to do with my values really at all. So go and check this out for yourself. Google list of values and pick around five or six of those words that you feel best represent what's important to you. So for me, the first one that jumped out was connection. And when I then looked at how I spent my time, I found that very little of it was actually invested in connecting with my husband's and ki- with my husband and kids at all. I was too busy checking things off my all important list instead. So I was driven almost completely by a feeling of overwhelm all day, every day, and also by my conviction that if I could just get through that list, then I would be released from this feeling of overwhelm for good. I didn't stop to question where that overwhelm came from. 
I assumed it was from having not enough time and having too much to do for any one person. This was a story I told myself over and over, having a pilot for a husband and family living on the other side of the world. I thought these thoughts were just facts and I never realised that it was my thought that I didn't have enough time that created the overwhelm for me in the first place. And I certainly couldn't see back then that when I believed myself to be overwhelmed, I would never get out of the overwhelm because I was focusing on the overwhelm, struggling against the overwhelm and trying to clamber out of the overwhelm. I didn't know that I would always subconsciously be doing whatever I could to increase that feeling of overwhelm because our brains are always, always looking for evidence of what we believe. So I was permanently and actively seeking proof that I was indeed overwhelmed and so creating more and more of it for myself. So I am, of course, so grateful that I discovered life coaching when I did and gained the knowledge that there was nothing wrong with me in any of this at all, that I am human with a primitive brain that focuses on survival above all else. See, your brain knows very well that with your current thoughts and your current way of doing things, you are surviving. You may not be enjoying your life at home as it is, but you are very much alive and your kids are too. So your brain will continue to focus on conserving energy and staying safe. And that means keeping you doing things the way you've always done them. I will say it definitely wasn't easy for me to give up my list. I did keep feeling pulled to go back and write stuff down and I did feel afraid that I'd forget something important. But then one day, one of my daughters somehow erased the list from my phone and I really could not figure out how to get it back. I really panicked at that point, but then I reminded myself that I could trust myself to live without it now and that perhaps this could be the very best thing to have happened after all. So from here, I completely transformed my relationship with time and my focus on doing, doing, doing all day long. And that was with the help of my coach, Vicky Louise, so the feminist time coach on Instagram. So I no longer focus on to-dos at all. And I definitely no longer give myself all day to do, well, everything. My focus is now on getting one thing done with the thought that I choose for myself that I have plenty of time for the things I want to do. Because whether we like to hear it or not, we are always doing what we want to be doing, like cleaning a toilet because we want a clean toilet. And we can choose to focus on the doing of the thing, which really gets us nowhere other than thinking we have things to do, or on the getting it done, which leads to intentionally creating the life we want for ourselves and actively working towards days filled with the things we love. So to create this, we want to stop being so now focused, which is exactly where we are when we're in survival mode. So many of us mums get stuck in the survival mode after coming home from the hospital with our newborns and having to literally make sure everyone survives. I stayed stuck there for years, getting tasks done now and managing my time now for outcomes right now. It was all about getting through the day just to start all over again the next. And here again, just like with the overwhelm, focusing on managing things. So your to-do list, managing your time, your household, your weight, your money, the list goes on and on. It's all about trying to keep control over your life as it is now. 
And trying to hold on to that control is very much fear-based thinking. There's the worry that everything will fall apart if you make a change. And there is no trust at all in you or in other people or in the universe itself. So at some point, we have to accept that we can never have total control over our lives. Ultimately, no one can. And living in the trust in our ability to ride the waves instead will serve us far better than gripping tightly onto control ever will. So what we want to do here is shift our focus to the future. So from the now to the future, to the you who is living the life she loves, who shows up in that love and trust, who believes that she can decide on what she wants for herself and then create it, and who believes in the abundance of time rather than the lack of it. And we do this by picking just one thing, not 20, that you want to get done today. So maybe something you've been putting off for a long time because you've been telling yourself you'll never have time for it. So notice that this is something you actually want to do, even if it's something like applying for a new passport and you think this whole process is going to be a nightmare. Just remind yourself of why you want that passport and approach it from that place. So then see that thing in your mind as already done. Really focus on the feeling you'll have in your body when it's done. So whether that's accomplished or excited, whatever it is, feel this in advance by telling yourself the thought you'll be thinking when it's done, which will then create that feeling. So then we want to set a timer and put total trust in yourself to get the thing done in the time you set for it. This is totally possible. You might fail a few or many times at first, but you will experiment and learn and apply the learnings and experiment and evaluate again until you're getting things done in the time you set for them almost every single time. None of this can ever be about perfection in what you produce or perfection in the doing itself, especially with young kids around, you want to go into this expecting to be interrupted or anticipating unknowns to happen and letting that be okay, not making it mean anything has gone wrong at all. So the way you can look at this is that distractions happen in your mind and not in the room you're in or the situation at all. You know that you created your focus in the first place, that distractions are never a problem and that you can recreate the focus to get the task done once you've dealt with the distraction or perhaps decided to continue alongside it with your kids maybe singing in your ear or whatever. Um, I learned this very well a few months ago when I kept trying to get all three of my kids settled so I could do a 45-minute workout uninterrupted but then I still hadn't got it started after 30 minutes. So from that point on, I accepted that interruptions and distractions would happen and that they never need to be a problem because I don't make them one. And so when the timer goes off on the time you set for yourself, you stop and you celebrate you. This part is so important. So my favourite thing to do is a dance to my favourite song, along with my kids if they're there or alone if they're in school or to have a nice drink sat outside, or reading a chapter of a book, or um, sometimes I give myself a hug and just smile. So this is how you create a life where you are living for what you love. 
you still get the dopamine hits you used to get from ticking those items off your to-do list, only now you're getting them from doing things you love for you that you may have been wanting to experience for years, but have been telling yourself you simply just don't have the time. But we do always have time. And by doing this, you're also creating the identity of someone who gets done what she says she will. And part of this is accepting the consequences of perhaps not completing the thing the way you wanted to or to the standards that you used to and not making that mean anything bad about you at all. And so you become the person who has this trust in herself and truly believes she can do anything she wants once she decides that it's for her. Okay, that's it for today. I invite you this week to take a look at how you view your time and how you can create a more loving relationship with it. Because we do all get the same 24 hours in a day. It's not the case that there is never enough of it for you in particular. And it is always your choice how you wish to invest it. Remember, you create everything in your life. It's not time that does that for you. And you have so much power to start doing that today. Thanks for listening. Till next week. Bye-bye.